Welcome to the Professional DNA Podcast. Hi, my name is Tarika Wheeler, your career and work-life strategist, project management leader, speaker, and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a career development and consulting company. It is my mission to help high-achieving professionals just like you discover their defined natural abilities to succeed, navigate the workplace, make more money, and do so without sacrificing your work-life harmony. Here's the thing. Each week, we will have real conversations, and I'm going to share practical strategies that you could use to help level up in your career, no matter where you are in your professional journey. So let's get this thing started so you can use what you got to get what you want. And what are you going to use? Your professional DNA, your defined natural abilities to succeed. You guys ready? Let's go. Hey there. Hey there. How are you? Welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. This actually is part two of our previous episode where we were talking about how to ditch imposter syndrome and increase self-confidence. So I'm excited to dig into part two. Before we do that, though, I have a question that I'm going to answer during this episode. So I encourage you guys all the time, when you're listening, to be sure to send me any questions around your career, uh, any questions that you have in general around the workplace. You can see that uh, in the show notes where you can send me an email. And um, I've gotten a couple of questions lately, and some of them have been answered kind of organically, which is cool, uh, through various episodes. But this one here, um, I wanted to be sure that I, I, I raised it during this episode because it really connects with what the topic is today. So it says, hey, Tarika, thank you so much for all that you are doing with the Professional DNA Podcast. I listen to this every single week, and it has been incredibly helpful for me as I'm trying to figure out the next steps in my career. I have a question for you and hoping that you will read this on your show. I want to know, how did you build your confidence up even when it felt like you had people always beating you down? I'm currently in a toxic work environment and trying to plan an exit strategy but it's becoming more and more difficult every single day. What helped you keep your head held high until you were able to make a successful exit? Well, let me say this. I thank you so much for your question. Uh, She did say I could say her name. So I thank you so much for your question, Brenda. I think that it's difficult. So I'm not going to lie. It is very difficult to keep your head above water and keep your head and your chin up high when people are constantly beating you down, especially in a toxic work environment, and you start to feel like you don't have control. Also, especially when you feel like not only do you not have control, but you don't feel like you can trust HR or other leaders or other peers within the company. So I, I definitely understand your challenge. Here's what I would encourage you to do. And it's two things. One, I would encourage you, and this is for everyone, I would encourage you to wake up with the intention to not survive, but to thrive. To wake up with the intention not to survive, but to thrive. I think when we're in toxic work environments or if we feel like people are constantly beating us down, we are in this mindset that we just have to survive and make it through another day. I need to survive and make it through another eight hour or 10 hour day, whatever it may be for you. And I think that we have to wake up and be really intentional about our 
thoughts and be very intentional about our actions so that we are controlling our emotions. We are controlling our feelings. We are controlling our thinking and we are controlling our responses because that's the only thing that quite frankly, a lot of times we can control. And so when you wake up with that that intention and you decide that today I'm going to thrive no matter what, today I am going to respond and not react. Today I am going to make it very clear for myself and for others that not only am I successful, but I am valuable and I am worthy to be respected. And I think that when you begin to do that with intention each day, it will give you a sense of peace and a sense of freedom so that no matter how that individual and or individuals might be treating you or responding or engaging and interacting around you, you have started to build a force field of peace. You have started to build a force field that can't be broken through because you are in the right mindset and you woke up with the intention to thrive. So that's number one. The second thing that I would encourage you to do is continue to document your experience. And I don't mean document it from an HR perspective, because I hope that's something you're already doing, Brenda, and others who this question relates to, or, you know, you can connect with it. But I also want you to document what is happening. And most importantly, I want you to document the truth. So a lot of times what happens is we focus so much on what an individual is doing to us, but we don't take the time to dissect the truth of it all. Well, why might this be happening? Or if someone says that I am X and I know I'm the opposite, I am Y, I need to write that down for myself. I need to write down the lie. I need to write down the truth because the truth will prevail. And that is where I want you to focus your energy. That is where I want you to focus your time. That is where I want to focus your your heart and your peace so that you don't get sucked into the negativity in that toxic environment from that toxic person. So thank you so much, Brenda, for writing in. I I know that it's difficult. And and to your question around building the confidence, I hope that those two things are helpful for you. You'll try to utilize those in your environment. And I'm, I'm really hopeful and prayerful that you will be able to exit out of that environment soon. But keep listening because we're gonna talk about other ways that you can actually increase and improve your confidence after we ditch this thing called imposter syndrome, okay? Guys, you ready to jump in? Oh, guys, if you have questions that you want answered on the Professional DNA Podcast, send them to me. You can send me an email. You can send me a direct message on LinkedIn or an Instagram. On Instagram, I'm professional underscore DNA. LinkedIn, you can just search Tarika Wheeler, PMP. And then um, if you would like to send me an email directly, it's info at yourprofessionaldna.com. I'd love to answer your questions on the show. I love to do it because sometimes there are things that we are dealing with as individuals that there's others that are dealing with as well. And maybe they just don't have the courage yet to ask that question out loud. So not only are you helping yourself, but you're also helping others. All right. Okay, let's jump in. So last week, you know, we we talked about this whole thing called imposter syndrome. Right. And I I made it very clear you are not a fraud. If you're on my email list, you got an email that said fraud alert and it's not you. Oh my gosh. I got so much feedback about that email. Good, bad, and ugly. But you know what? It got the people's attention. But it was hilarious because I got responses like, 
why would you put that in there? I thought something wrong with my bank account. Or why would you say fraud? Oh my goodness, I thought there was fraud that was happening. I just, I thought it was hilarious. Maybe not so funny. I don't know. You guys let me know. But if you're not on my email list, you better get there because every single Monday I'm sending out affirmations. On Sundays, I'm sending out info around the podcast. And then throughout the week, I'm sending strategies and tips around different areas in career advancement. So you can see in the show notes on how you can join the Achiever email community if you're not on there already. But I freak some people out with the fraud alert piece. I'm sorry, not sorry. I, you know, it got you guys' attention and it was great. Okay. But we did, we talked about imposter syndrome. We talked about how you can ditch it. And by ditching imposter syndrome and leaving it behind, you can actually begin to build self-confidence. It's difficult to build up your confidence when you don't even feel worthy of your accomplishments and your achievements, right? Which is kind of what we talked about as we dissected imposter syndrome. If you missed that episode, go back, listen to it, okay? Because you need to listen to part one before you get to part two. So what I think we struggle with is the how. How do we actually increase confidence? What types of things should we be doing? How should we be thinking? What does self-confidence even look like? How does self-confidence even show up? right? Why is it even important to have self-confidence? And and not for like the obvious reasons, like personally, but even professionally and in the workplace. So let's first talk about why. Why increasing your self-confidence should be a priority in your career. I I think one of the things that we have to acknowledge is that when we have low self-confidence, we have a tendency to doubt. Doubt ourselves, doubt our decisions, avoid risk, Um, We also get to a place where we think all feedback is actually negative or criticism and anything that's coming our way can't possibly be positive. And so we start to allow it to beat us down. Lacking self-confidence can really slow your success. And remember, when we talk about success here, right, in this safe place, Professional Day Day Podcast, when we talk about success, we're talking about your defined success, what you see as success looking like in your career, in your life overall. So lacking that self-confidence can really slow down the definition of your success and you being able to be decisive, right, at all. Like really being able to make not only clear decisions, but clear moves and clear actions and make them in a timely manner. It might be difficult to step out you know, what do we call it? The comfort zone to kind of like step out of the comfort zone to start to build up your self-confidence, but you have to. You absolutely have to do it. Having self-confidence at work can come out in a lot of different ways. And I want to give you a couple just so you think about it, because it's not just about puffing your chest out and having your chin up and, you know, speaking affirmations to yourself every day. You know, I love affirmations, but I will tell you affirmations are as good as the act that you take with them. To just read them is only one step. Like I send my email community affirmations every single Monday, right? And it's every single Monday on a particular focus area and topic. And I tell you, you know, in the, in the email, I say, look in the mirror, say it with me, right? Like, you know, the deal, we do this every Monday, but there has to be an action behind them. There has to be an intentionality behind the affirmations that you're speaking over yourself. So affirmations are great. They really are, but it's how we use them. Okay. So let's talk about how self-confidence at work can kind of come out. One way that self-confidence can come out is that you are always doing the right thing. You're always doing the right thing, no matter what other people may think or say. 
When you have confidence in yourself, you're not squeamish about what someone might think if you don't go the direction that they want you to go, or they don't, you don't speak up in a meeting the way they want you to speak up, or you don't collaborate or engage on a particular assignment or project in the way that they want you to, because you know, it's the wrong way. Have you ever been in the workplace and you've had a team member or even leadership who wanted you to do something that you knew was just wrong? You knew it was wrong, whether if it was wrong from like a skill application perspective and technically it was wrong or it was wrong ethically. Have you been in that position? When you have really good self-confidence and you know that you know that you know who you are, you will always choose right. You will always do the right thing. Another way that self-confidence shows up is it allows you to leave behind what makes you comfortable and for you to try new challenges. Truth be told, some of you need to walk away from the current job that you're in or the current role that you're in. It's comfortable to you and it's not challenging. You're good at it because you just happen to be very skilled and knowledgeable in that particular space, but you're not happy. You're not fulfilled. You're not challenged. You're just existing. When you have that self-confidence, really pure self-confidence in yourself, you are willing to leave behind what makes you comfortable so that you can try new challenges, okay? That's another way the confidence shows up. Last one that I'll share with you, and this one is a biggie because (laughs) we say we want the F word. I'm going to tell you what that is, okay? Don't be starting to take your mind somewhere else. Let me me tell you what it is. But we say we want the F word, but we don't necessarily always like what comes along with it. And the big F word for me in the workplace is feedback. Requesting and accepting feedback. That's huge. You requesting feedback or even being receptive of feedback is a huge indicator of your confidence. Because feedback is meant to strengthen you, to grow you, right? To inform your next move, to inform your behavior and your actions. Think of of feedback as data, right? Getting feedback allows you to make data-informed decisions. And now you want it to be constructive feedback. I'm not talking about negative feedback, right? Someone who's just trying to tear you down. But I'm saying someone who's looking critically at the work that you are doing or have done and giving you some positive, constructive feedback around it to make you better to make you stronger, to make you more technically sound. But requesting and accepting feedback in that manner is really a great indicator of your confidence. Okay? What do you guys think about that? I I, want to help you in areas of how to to build self-confidence, but I also want to just share with you how I think confidence shows up. I used to be one that feedback was a challenge for me. It was a challenge for me and I would take feedback and it would be constructive and positive, but I would still take it to heart. I would take it personally and not really take it from a place of professional development, self-development and growth. But now I crave feedback. I want to know what my, what my leadership thinks, what my management thinks, what peers think. I like to know what my clients think of me, right? Just in the the, the coaching and, and strategy sessions that I do with my clients as they're looking to grow in their careers or even in their businesses or both, I like that feedback. I want to hear from them. And I oftentimes will ask them at the end of a session, you know, 
what did you think about today? What was one of the best things that you, that helped you today? When I offboard clients, I send them a survey because again, I want them to give me what? Feedback. Positive, constructive feedback can help you grow in an imaginable way, in imaginable ways, I'm telling you. But you have to be at a place where you're confident and you feel good about self so you can take that feedback, hear it, dissect it, and apply it where it needs to be. Again, all indicators that you've got really good self-confidence. So what happens like also with self-confidence? So we we talked about, you know, how self-confidence shows up, right? What it looks like. What, what types of things you might be able to do. When you're confident, you also have a higher chance of a couple of things. And I want you to think about that because you may be struggling in areas of communication, productivity, or just being, you know, driven to bring forth new ideas or even just to kind of like make it through the day. Have <laughs> you ever feel like sometimes your confidence is so shot that I'm just trying to make it through the day? Your day may end at five, it might end at six. We all have different, you know, beginning and start times. But when your confidence is shot, when it is hit, when you feel like you just don't know if you are coming and going, if you are right or wrong, if you're even to be existing today, that is a heavy feeling. Lack of self-confidence is heavy. You're like, Tarika, I know. (laughs) I, know, I don't need you to tell me. I got you. I got you. But I'm telling you, when you can increase your confidence. And we're going to talk about some ways how, but when you can increase your confidence, you're going to have higher chances of better communication because when your confidence is high, or at least you're on a path of improving and increasing your confidence, you communicate better. And remember, remember, communication is a two-way street. It's not just speaking, it's also listening. So you can experience better two-way communication in what you say to others, but also how you hear from others and can actually respond and respond in a way that's meaningful and respond in a way that is not reactive and not really strategic or you've critically thought through the things that you're going to say, right, based on what you're actually hearing. So being having better communication is one of the things that we see as a result of higher self-confidence. The other things that we see are things like increased productivity or increased effectiveness. When you have confidence, you move. You move, you almost glide. Have you ever seen like in a Disney movie and the princesses are like gliding across the floor? When you have increased, I'm sorry, fellas, but go with me, okay? I don't know any male examples or guy examples. I mean, I guess like Will Smith and Denzel and maybe uh, Ben Affleck, they kind of glide in some of their movies. <laughs> but I I want you to just think about the gracefulness that comes with confidence. That's kind of how I think about productivity and effectiveness, because you just gracefully move and get stuff done. Things that might take you two and three hours because you lack the confidence to make decisions and to move things forward could maybe be cut down 50 and 75 percent just because you have the confidence and you're able to now increase that productivity. Or perhaps you're able to think through things a little bit differently and they are more effective because you've been able to think about it 360 and not just little pieces here and there because, again, you are confident. You see how self-confidence can be a game changer? I also think that self-confidence gives you the the ability to be more solution-oriented. Why? Because confidence helps with innovation and creativity. You're more willing to put yourself out there and have 
some creative, risky thinking, if you will, because you are trying to get to a solution. I like to think of myself as being a solution generator, a creative solution generator at that, because there's different solutions for different challenges, different problems, et cetera. And when I'm confident in an area or in a space, or when I'm, you know, definitely building up and, and sustaining my confidence personally for me, I am in my bag. And I feel like I can generate a solution and a strategy for just about anything. I love being in a place where I feel really good, not just about myself, but really feeling good about my ability to be solution oriented. That's one of the reasons why I named my my company T Wheeler Strategic Solutions. Yes, strategists all day and day through and through, you know, relentlessly strategizing every single second that I can, but also being in a place where I'm developing solutions. I'm designing solutions for individuals and for companies. That is that is my heart. That is something I'm so incredibly passionate about. And being able to be in that position is only because of my confidence. The last thing that I think that kind of happens when you increase your confidence, I think you have a higher chance of greater resilience. In season one, of the Professional DNA Podcast, we had an incredible guest. Um, her name was Kim. And she talked about emotional resilience. And we, and in that episode, you should go back and listen to it. It was talking about the bounce back and what does emotional resilience look like? And how do you respond? How do you return after you've had like a hard blow, right? Something that's happened in your career, something that's happened in your team, something that's happened at home, whatever it may be. What does your emotional resilience look like? And I think that resilience as a whole is something that companies and organizations are looking for in general, because there's so much change. There's so many things that are happening in today's market and in today's workforce that they're looking for employees who can be resilient and agile, that the moment something different or wrong happens, we're not just going to fold and crumble, that we're able to be resilient and we're able to strive to that next level you know, mark, or we're able to thrive in the midst of change. So I want you to think about those. Those are, we talked about, you know, how self-confidence can show up. This is what some of the impacts or effects could be from having that increased self-confidence, right? Having those higher chances of those areas. So I want to spend the rest of our time together to talk about a couple of strategies. I want to give you five that you can use to improve your self-confidence. I can remember times in my career, even just times as a mom, as just a working mom, where my confidence meter, right? Let's think of like like a meter, right? And you've got the little dial that goes from high to, let's say, low or from full to empty. My confidence meter was on empty. I can remember when my confidence meter was on empty. I just didn't believe that anything I did, anything I said was right. I questioned my every decision. I questioned my every idea. And when I thought back, as I was thinking about, you know, talking with you guys for this episode, when I thought back about this, I said, you know what, there are a couple of things that really helped me build up my self-confidence in the midst of, because here's the thing, I don't know about you, but I don't have a pause button in life. Has anybody found a pause button in life? I don't have one. I wish I could. I wish I could just like press a button and pause and everything just freezes. And then I can like get everything together with me personally and professionally. And then I can press play and then everything can start up around me again. Right. If I could do that, 
hey, it would everything would be a-okay all the time. But I don't. I don't have a pause button on life. If you have one, you need to hit me up. We need to have a personal conversation <laughs> because I need to know, first of all, where does the button come from? How much did it cost? I'm willing to pay all types of all types of money, all types of investing to get a pause button. If I could just pause life sometimes, figure out a little solution and then jump back in the game. But I have half a mind that we are all searching for that pause button that we're never going to find because life is always going to be what? Lifing. And that's okay. That's okay because we have to strategically navigate it and maneuver within it. And a lot of it comes with confidence. A lot of it comes with not only building up our confidence, but sustaining our confidence. And I want to talk about a couple ways to do that. So here's some strategies I think you can use to improve your confidence. And I've used every single one of them. So I'm a, I'm a testament to saying that it definitely has helped me build, but not, not just build, sustain my self-confidence, okay? This first one, you have literally heard a thousand times over. If you're not doing this by now, you need to pause this episode, go back to season one so that you can listen to season one, season two, and then come back to season three. Because I promise you, I have given this strategy so many times. You've read it, I'm sure, in different places. You hear a ton of people say it. There's so much value and gold in doing this. I'm telling you. And it is to celebrate, you're like, I know, celebrate my, yes, celebrate your achievements, celebrate your accomplishments. There is so much power in doing so. I'm telling you right now, I have had clients that I've, I've, I've made this a part of their 90-day action plan after our strategy, especially our, my VIP strategy days that I do with my career folks and my business folks. And we, you know, map out a plan and then we'll map out this kind of 90 day strategy, if you will, or 90 day uh, action plan for their strategy. And I'm telling you, celebration has got to be a part of it. We have got to celebrate our wins, celebrate our achievements and our accomplishments along the way. It is like documenting your success, documenting your abilities and your capabilities of actually doing what you said you were going to do. And that in itself should build up your confidence. I'm telling you. So that's the first one. Number two is I want you to, and this goes back to another episode we talked about, discovering your strengths and also discovering your professional DNA, right? What are those things that make you stand out, make you unique? The things that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you are great at, you are amazing at, you know that you excel at them. You have got to discover those and you have to learn how to leverage them, okay? The third one is learn a new skill. There is nothing more powerful than knowledge. Knowledge is power and it's power for yourself and it helps you build up your confidence. The more you know, the more you can grow and the more places you can go. The more you know, the more you'll grow and the more places you can go. Building a new skill, learning a new skill set is so incredibly powerful and impactful and will help you build your self-confidence. Number four, is building a network. You've got to be in community. And we've talked about this in other episodes, but building the network, building the right network, having the right people around you is so powerful. You want, if you're trying to move and shake, you need to hang around moving shakers. You're trying to escalate and, and move from management to director. You need to hang around some directors. You have got to design and build the community and the network that you are in. And you need to design it for not where you are, but where you want to go. Stop hanging around the same old people who have kept you 
in the same place. You may say, well, they're not keeping me here. Well, you know what? We start to look like and associate ourselves and act like what we're around. So I want you to be around the right network and the right community so that you can start to evolve into where you're trying to be. And then the last one, the last one, and certainly not least, this is so important. And this is where I talk about strategy, but it's hard to get to this last one, which is why I put it last. It's hard to get to this last one with imposter syndrome. That's why we did imposter syndrome first in part one, because we got to really ditch imposter syndrome to get here around increasing our confidence. And this is that I want you to chart your future trajectory. You are the CEO of your career. And I need you to be strategic about where you're going and chart out your future. This is where designing a strategy comes. What do you want to do in the next year, in the next two years? Building out a strategy and an action plan to actually support that. And that is what I love doing with my clients. It's, it's just, it's beauty to sit with individuals to help them pull out what is so deep within. Sometimes it's just been crushed within because life is lifing and there's so many things that we just can't pour out and we can't get out and we can't exude in our careers or in our businesses because there's so many other things that have happened. So being able to work with a strategist, work with a mentor, work with a coach to get that out of you so you can actually chart your future and the trajectory that you are trying to see for your career, for your business, for your life as a whole. But being able to do that actually also builds up confidence. When you are able to really just sit and work through that and have someone listen to you and work with you on how to build out this next path, there's so much confidence that will come along with that because you'll gain clarity. And clarity absolutely breeds confidence. Woo! This was a good episode, guys. Part two. Part two is 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 where the you know the rubber meets the road as people say how to ditch imposter syndrome and increase self-confidence we have spent this entire episode talking about the increasing of the confidence go back to part one if we need to dig in more on ditching imposter syndrome but if you're like girl i got that now we are increasing our confidence and i just gave you some incredible tools to do it Guys, you know how I feel about you. You know how I feel about you and I need you to feel this way about yourself. You have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. What is that? Your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed. And I need you to build up the self-confidence in yourself so that you can get to your defined success. Until next time, see ya. Thank you for tuning in to the Professional DNA Podcast. Don't forget guys, sharing is caring. Be sure to share this episode with a colleague, a friend, or just the random person that you see next to you after you finish listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to write a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more information about career strategies, resources, info about trainings, upcoming events, etc, etc, etc. Please be sure to sign up for the Achiever newsletter for high achieving professionals just like you. The link's in the show notes. Until next week, don't forget guys, you have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. And what is that? Your professional DNA. See you later.